0: Good day, everyone, and welcome to Breaking Boundaries. I am your host, Talumba Katawala, Employer Branding Manager at Technip Energies. And on today's episode, we welcome Samantha Jones, Learning and Development Director at Technip Energies. Samantha got involved in the Technip journey in 2007 with her long management experience. She is empowered in leading the learning and development strategy of the company and growing the skills of our people worldwide. I hope to learn more about her role as an L&D director and how she breaks boundaries and influences others to do the same. Hello, Samantha. How are you feeling today?
1: Hello, Talumba. I'm great, thank you. And uh, thank you very much for welcoming me to this Breaking Boundaries podcast. I'm really, really pleased to be here
0: today. Same sentiment here. So happy to have this conversation with you. You are our Learning and Development Director. So, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself, your background, your experiences that have influenced your path, and how you got to this position today? I
1: I suppose, Tulumba, I've always been, or mostly been working in learning and development because that's the passion that I have, and so that's where my career has taken me, and I've I've remained in it, and it's never it's never got tiring. I started in learning and development. over 20 years ago actually, um, in the public sector and oh, wow. um, I was in a different a different role uh, in the UK. Um, and we for that job we had to go on a lot of uh, training courses and development courses. it was quite intense uh, onboarding that they had and we'd go away in residentials and um I would watch the facilitators do this training and I just thought that is what I want to do. And uh, at that time, learning and development wasn't really a very formal career path. Um, it was something that people fell into. So I needed to find my way into it, um, which I did in the end, and uh, stayed in it ever since.
0: Oh, wow! So you you didn't you didn't choose it; it somehow chose you, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. I, I think I think at the core of 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 what it is that I love about my job and my profession is um I love working with people and um I love the variety and th- that gives me. Um, and there's just a huge range of activities you can get in working uh, and get involved with in, in LD. Yeah. And you can get very close to the business and the business strategy, which interests me hugely and making sure that there's a really good connection between the skills we have and supporting the business that that you know uh, you're working in, and so yeah, it's it's just a very very interesting uh, profession in my in my experience.
0: So, you are our learning and development director. Can you tell me a little bit more about yourself, about your background, your schooling, your experiences that have influenced you to, you know, kind of get to where you are today?
1: Yeah. So. Um, so I, I worked in the public sector, as I mentioned, for, for probably about 10 years. And then um, I took a break because uh, I took a break from that because I met my partner at the time. Um, and I took a, a an interim role as a startup manager for a new business, which was just something completely different, but helped to fill a gap. Well, we relocated uh, in the country and um, that was a f- fascinating experience because I was really dealing with Profit and loss for the first time, if you like, because, you know, we were really handing over cash and, and trying to make money. Um, whereas in the public sector, you have a different set of challenges, a different environment completely. Um, and then, um, I, you know, I was looking for, for some going back into L&D. And I took on a contract role uh, with a company called Technip, which I'd never heard of before. Um, And I worked in the oil and gas sector, of course, which I'd never had any experience of. So um, when I came into that role, it was really to, um, with with some other people, with new HR manager, with a new recruitment manager, to really help to strengthen um, the HR function in the the offices in Aberdeen at that time. And and really to, to redirect and, and from my point of view, set up the LD function. And although I felt very comfortable um, with the L and D elements of that, um, what was less comfortable for me was just making that transition from public to private sector mm-hmm. and from uh, an into into oil and gas, a completely different in- industry. Um, and really trying to very quickly um adapt so that I could serve the served business you know well so um that was uh yeah it was like being on a different planet for the first the first couple of months trying to understand the language and what the business did and obviously getting to know the people and who the important stakeholders were in the business but um I, I was very welcomed you know I felt very welcomed and I felt that I could really make an impact and that's been my journey in Technique and now into Technique energies, of course, as, as we are now, um, has has, you know, it's always been um, a place where I've felt very, very welcomed, but also that there is a lot to learn about the company and, and and you know being in a global environment is a very stimulating and rich environment to be in. So I'm I'm really happy that I did make that make that transition.
0: uh Wow. So we could say that you didn't choose this path the path chose you and you kind of embraced it
1: yeah, yeah. i think that's almost to i think that's almost the <laughs> story of my career actually is is um opportunities presenting themselves and then you know okay i'll, I'll you know taking them
0: yeah. um
1: and just i think that's it's not accidental is it really because you have to be ready for them so that right. when they do present themselves you can you can take them up um, but yeah, you, you do need to be opportunistic as well. And there's no perfect career path, is there? Um, you 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 spot an opportunity and you take it if you feel like it's right for you.
0: So so of course, all of uh, this experience that you've you have switching from public sector into private and this journey that you've gone through have obviously enriched you in terms of experiences. And how has that influenced, you know, the challenges that you face? today? I mean, obviously, there's a lot of learning c- curves already to switch your, your your career path. You had to start mm. from a learning basis. So in yeah. to go into a learning role, learning about the industry, as you said, the company culture, um, everything was new to you. Uh, so how have you used that to influence um, your challenges today?
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a a really interesting question. I think you have to draw on all of those experiences, don't they, whether they are things that you've done personally or professionally um, to help you. I think what you're doing is developing some core behaviours and mindsets. It's not about the technical competence that you're developing and growing. Mm -hmm. That's not really the learning curve. It's the experience. It's the resilience you have. It's the wisdom that you gain, hopefully, Mm -hmm. so that you're not repeating the same mistakes more than once if you can avoid it and that you're taking the good out of situations and learning all the time you know when things go wrong and things go well you know what 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 can you take from that experience so yeah I think in terms of the challenges that I face in a professional basis and and looking at projects that I'm working on then I'm really trying to draw on on all of that um, and and to try and um strengthen some of what I think are those core skills and mindsets that are going to help me to be successful.
0: So Samantha tell me what is it about the technique culture or let's say any organization's culture that keeps you motivated and eager to keep delivering and doing your best Mm -hmm. what what do you appreciate about your job?
1: Yeah so um, what I love is that I have the freedom to build a lot of the projects from scratch, and that's what I've always been able to do in learning and development. I think because, um, because it's a specialist role as well, you know, you do get a lot of freedom um, to make recommendations and to often work from a completely blank page. So I think many, many, many of the, you know, the most interesting and rewarding parts of my career have been where I've been very much challenged and I've had a blank piece of paper and um, we haven't really known the answer, we just know what goal we're aiming for, and <laughs> that's what you need to achieve. Um, and working hard to make sure we're working on the, the right, you know, what's the right end goal. And then when we got there, you know, when we've when we've got to that point, we know what we're lo- we're looking to do, um, and then developing that from scratch. So I find that um very uh yeah, very interesting to be able to do, and I love that kind of challenge. I love the ambiguity. Um I, I really I really like to be able to um take that and create something that's gonna um create something that's gonna be really useful for you know our people in our company so right. that you know because you know a huge part of the of the job i have and and of the team i manage is to create and develop new learning and development programs okay so mm-hmm. so that we're really trying to deliver something that's at the right time in their development and it's going to help them to transition to a new role or to develop new skills or to de- develop new know-how or to create mm-hmm. networks in the organization and so to be able to use that cre- creativity to shape that, and to then say, "Well, here we go," and then to see that really working in real life, and people participating in that and getting the benefit that you hope they would—that for me is is super rewarding, and that's that's one of the things that keeps my interest uh, in learning and development, um, you know, and to to be able to say, you know, that's something that I've achieved or that the team has achieved and you know we've got th- through that together yeah. um, the challenges and and the the high points all all you know they all come, you know they're all great because at the end you're, you're learning and growing through those experiences so right. um yeah, and every every project is is different and mm. they have different stakeholders and um so it's yeah that's that's what I really, really appreciate about the job. It's it's the it's a complete diversity um, and the opportunity to to work with quite a lot of autonomy.
0: Yes. I know you moved at some point to Paris. How did yeah. that happen? Because I know you also have kids. So I'm looking yeah. at the timeline. I remember, I yeah. think you mentioned something around like 2013 or something. Yeah. And you would have had kids at this point. Did yeah. you apply for this job? Did How did that happen? Did you plan on having an international career?
1: Not at all. So I had, as you say, I had two young children. They were uh, three and two, uh, yeah, about three and uh, four and two, sorry, at the time, um, and I was working part time, you know, so I was in Aberdeen. I've been in technique, uh, technique as it was for probably, I don't know, for four years or so, uh, five years. And um, I think I was in my comfort zone, actually, to Lumber. I was like, right, OK, this is me. So I've got young kids. I'm going to for the next couple of years, you know, just uh, do what I'm doing. And that will really, you know, I'll be happy with that satisfaction. That's-
0: you know? Yeah, that's when you settle really hard, when you find the sweet yeah. spot where things are yeah. OK and you think, OK, yeah. I'm not going to change anything. Exactly.
1: So things were good. And um, why why change? Why change that? Yeah. And um, and actually, I had a boss who kind of shook me a little bit on that and said, you know, Samantha, I just don't know. I just don't think that you're pushing yourself and you need to get out of your comfort zone. You're in your comfort zone. And um, what I, well, what he said was actually what he said was, "Would you be interested in an international um, opportunity assignment?" I was like, "That's just the fastest thing away from my mind." Are you are you are you crazy? <laughs> You're like, you like know, yeah, children? <laughs> do you know who I am? What I, to, what I have to contend with on a daily basis? How could how could that work? Yeah. And I remember speaking to my mum about it because it scared the life out of me. And she said, Santha, I just don't see any downsides to this because the opportunity was to move to Paris, you know. And uh, she said, I just don't see any downsides to this. And that just gave me a little bit of extra courage, I think, that I needed to have that permission from the family as well, that they still had my back. And actually, it's not that far away from where I was. Yeah. And and it was going to be, you know, a fantastic life experience for me and for my family as well as obviously the reason for being there was that was the career but it's not just that an international assignment is not just about your career and your profession it's really about um about family and a life experience and so um I was extremely fortunate and I'll always be very 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 thankful to Technip Energies for and for that for that boss that I had for for really pushing me on that point and actually Um, I don't know. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe that boss just didn't make assumptions about me, about who I was. And maybe I made assumptions about me. And maybe I limited myself, but he didn't see those limitations. And so I'm I'm very grateful to him for that.
0: I mean, your story is similar to mine. I also had Mm -hmm. A lot of people on the way telling me that I can and that I should are you crazy not to? Come on, you should have already <laughs> had this job, you know, so that yeah. was a lot, you know for me, yeah, that was that was a lot of the 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 reason why it it worked for me as well because I had these people backing me up, and of course, you know you you said it so well, the family is for emotional support, for mental. Yes. so it's just you need there's a lot that goes on to doing that. You need yes. a combination of a lot of, of people that can give you that sort of oomph, that exactly. support that you need and confidence you need to believe in yourself. So so you 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 came here with young kids, you started off um, um, you joined, I think it was the HR team, right? Yes. You're part of well, the HR team? Yeah, in, in Paris. In Paris, yeah.
1: Yes, yes. So it was it was technique university as it was then. Um, and my role was to was to help to set up the leadership and management framework and, and some programs for the company at the time.
0: So new project you coming yeah. to a new country uh, and obviously you are I'm not going to say ambitious but you are driven you have mm-hmm. uh, um, a projects to deliver people to to let's say I don't want to say please but you obviously have this new opportunity you're you're feeling that that pressure or that drive to sort of do it well how have you been able to use your 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 personal experience to better shape your role as a leading manager because I know that you're you you had part-time you have kids you come to Paris you're slowly progressing Mm -hmm. it wasn't like from one day to the next that you were given a leadership role but how did you how 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 did this experience that you have, um, shape, shape you as, as, as a manager? How do you lead now when you in having the story that you have?
1: You know, I, I think that flexibility is, is part of, is part of my, a strong part of my mindset. You know, I, I think that, um, it's not about For me, it's not about how people do things. It's what the outcome is. And so you need to have a lot of trust in that situation, don't you? And I think because there was a lot of trust put in me. I mean, that project was that that project I had when I came on first, came to assignment in in Paris. There was a huge demand on me. Again, blank piece of paper situation. You know, in six months, you join in March and in September, we want to have a brand new leadership programme for for future leaders, go and do it, you know? And so there was a huge amount of trust put in me and autonomy, but I knew that I had the support around me when I needed it. And I think that that's what I try to emulate now. I think that the leadership I saw then and throughout my career at Technic Energies, I've had a lot lot of really great role models in the organisation. And I think it's a strong part of the of the 10 culture as well to rely on people, to trust people, to have confidence, to be collaborative, to be flexible, to be outcome focused and not necessarily detail focused, which I am, you know, Um, and to um, and to create. I hope I really hope to create um, an environment where people feel that they can stretch themselves and grow and go beyond what they thought they might be able to achieve for themselves um
0: so samantha is there anything that you remember from your first um first few weeks first few uh experiences here in in paris or in your international assignment is there any uh moments that you remember that you just cringe or that make you smile when you think back on them
1: yeah um yeah, I think you know there's a few there's a few standout moments, I suppose. You know, a few key learnings I, I took out. I think one on the the high side, the highlight was through my project getting to interview the chairman at the time, uh, Mr. Polenko, and to spend you know 45 minutes with him talking about leadership and talking about the leadership program that you know I was developing for for the company for the at the time. Um, and that was a real, pri- that was a real privilege, you know, and clearly there were weeks and weeks of preparation that led up to that moment and
0: oh, I can stakeholder
1: <laughs> engagement and management that went on behind the scenes. And I learned a lot from that because I had no idea about how the corporate world works. And so that mm. was a fabulous little microcosm of, of how, how things, how things move uh, in, in that kind of environment. Um, at that kind of level in the organisation. So that was a real highlight. And then I suppose one of the less, one of the cringe moments for me was in the same project, which was, um, you know, I had a deadline and I had a very, very tight deadline. And I tried to, uh, let's say, I tried to impose a deadline on on some colleagues and say, we've got to get a certain thing done by. And, um, you know, and it was completely the wrong approach. And I had a very, a very kind colleague who called me up later on in the evening after my meeting and said, Look, Samantha, you might just need to rethink the way that you're managing this conversation mm-hmm. because you have a deadline, but we all have other priorities. And so let's think again and Uh, That was a very kind thing for that person to have done. and I did rethink and I've never forgotten that experience. I've never, ever forgotten that experience. What my priority is doesn't make it other people's priorities. And um, we need to achieve together. And uh, it's not about working harder. It's working smarter. So so bring people along with you and and keep keep those relationships really, really positive and really, really constructive. Um, It'll take you a long way.
0: Yeah. Uh, um so this brings us to our signature question. <laughs> um so I kn- I know that it's it's all it's a very it's a very open-ended question. It's quite hard to get the answer for this one. I often think about it myself and I'm asking uh, other people. But what have you done um in your personal or uh professional path? That you would consider a boundary breaking moment. And how has that impacted your yeah. life or the lives of people around you? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I suppose my answer would be very connected to to the statement you just you just read from Arno Pietro, our CEO, you know, about making that bridge from from what we've done in the past to what we're doing next and and actually what we're doing now because the future is now isn't it and and it's um because that for me this is a real breaking boundaries moment in our industry and the part i personally have to play there is around you know helping people to acquire new skills in the energy transition you know the projects we do the products and services we deliver are going to be completely different. And they are changing. We don't know what jobs are going to exist in 2030. What new roles are going to be? And so how can we predict that from a skills point of view and then help people to prepare? So now is a real breaking boundaries moment. And I've been involved in a very, very interesting project in the last six months to um, work with the business and with people and culture to look at the skills needs for the energy transition and and to say, well, where are we today? Where do we want to be? And what upskilling and reskilling do we need to do? And that means that, um, you know, we'll be introducing a new 10 university in 2023 to really move that up a step and to to recognise the huge shift that we're going to be making in this area. And so to be able to do that and to lead that project, for me, that's that's breaking new boundaries. My my career has, you know, it's another step in my career. And so I feel that uh, that's that's. Yeah, that's my next next stimulation, I suppose. And that never ends, you know. It's always looking, as I said before, looking for those new opportunities to develop yourself. And this will be a new personal development opportunity for me, but an opportunity also to do something that's going to have a big impact on our business and the people who work with us.
0: Well said, well said, Samantha. Well, okay. so core skills that are adaptable to every situation – um, organizations that uh, promote, nurture, mm. uh, and include their employees, mm. and um, people. Those yeah. are like some of the key things I took out of our conversation today. Yeah. Yeah. People are essential to for all of us. I mean, they're... <laughs> A person <laughs> who who helped you make a transformational yeah. decision in your career path, gave you a vision that maybe you didn't even have of yourself. You keep doing that for other people. You're now launching a brand new project with Global Reach mm-hmm. that's going to help us achieve our business goals. I think, I mean, you're starting off the year, right, Samantha? This yeah, is a I great know. start for you. I this know. is. 2023 is your year
1: (laughs) Absolutely, I'm looking forward to a little bit of a break and I am looking forward to even more getting into 2023 Uh... It's going to be really very, very, uh, very interesting indeed,
0: yeah well thank you so much for having this conversation with us today Samantha thank you for taking the time out to be with us I know you have a busy agenda especially this year so thank you for taking the time out and sharing a bit about your experience at Technique Energies and your own personal career path as well it's
1: been my pleasure to Lumba. thank you very much indeed
0: Thank you, everyone, for listening today. In the future, we'll have more episodes with other inspiring people and technique energies and conversations on how they broke boundaries to become successful by their own means and their own definition. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did, and we'll see you on the next one.